Welcome to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. I got something to share with you tonight. We are at night 14. I can't believe that we are uh, closing up two weeks of fasting and tomorrow starts our final week. I mean, it's like mind-blowing. Feels like time's been flying. But um, I wanted to just encourage you because a lot of times people are wondering, um, what's my fast really doing? You know, is my fast really doing anything? Is anything happening? Well, a lot of you know that it is because you've had testimonies that you've been putting in the private Facebook group, you've been sending to us, you've been emailing, you've been DMing, and uh, keep doing that. We want to hear all of those testimonies. And if you're not in the private Facebook group, uh, you should be at this point. We have over, I think it's like 1,200 people in there that joined us for this um, 21 days of fasting and prayer. Today I was scrolling just the, the timeline on the private page and looking at all the testimonies that have been posted and uh, it's encouraging. And I saw that other people too said the same thing. They were like, you know, we're encouraged to keep posting these. We're believing for our breakthrough. So keep on posting them. But um, I know you know that, that breakthroughs are coming as we're fasting and praying. But I wanted to just specifically show you what you should expect, not just now, but throughout 2023. Because I'm sure this won't be the only time that we fast and pray throughout 2023, but let me show you tonight from the scripture some of the things that you should expect to be your story in 2023 and beyond as you're spending time fasting and praying. I'll tell you, fasting and prayer unlocks things. It unlocks things. And um, I wanted to be very specific tonight about what it unlocks. Because, you know, it, it's, it's easy to, to just be like, uh, to get vague about what you're saying, you know. I'm just believing for breakthrough. What does that mean to you? You know, what does breakthrough mean to you? Well, I'm going to show you from the Bible the, uh, um, some things tonight that fasting and prayer accomplishes on your behalf. And so, again, if you're just jumping on, please take a minute to share the broadcast. And uh, don't, let me just, before we jump into these, stay strong. Don't jump out before it's time to finish. You know, stay strong in this final week. We're pressing in. Believe God for the exact thing you're asking him for. As I told you last night, one of the important things when we pray is to be very specific when we pray. Be very specific with your prayers. You know, you don't, you don't want to pray something that's so vague that you wouldn't know if God answered your prayer, right? Say, Lord, just give me a breakthrough. What does that mean specifically to you? So get specific, write these things down. I hope some of you have been journaling uh, things that God's telling you and things that you've been believing for. But when we fast, when we pray, things happen. And God promised that things would happen in his word when we would seek him in dedication. So I wanna go through some of those things that'll help you tonight. Um, but number one, if you're taking notes, um, I want you to write this to start tonight. Fasting and prayer unlock the supernatural. I want you to put that in the comments right off the bat. 
fasting and prayer unlock the supernatural. And you might be listening on the podcast or watching the broadcast and think, well, isn't that very basic? That's kind of, uh, it's like, duh, we know that. But many people don't believe that it is, neither fasting or prayer. They think, well, it's just a Christian duty. It's just a Christian discipline, right? There's a lot of people that think that and teach that. No, fasting and prayer, it's just a religious discipline. You know, there are, there's, I don't know if you know this or not, there's a whole sect of uh, Christians and Christian denominations that teach that prayer doesn't actually change anything. Did you know that? There's a whole group of Christians in denominational churches that their pastors preach prayer does not change anything in the earth, doesn't change anything that God does. It only changes your heart. And that's not true. Well, the reason they believe that is because they believe that God's already decreed everything that will come to pass. They believe that his will is already in effect and nothing can change his will. Of course, these are those that are, are reformed uh, believers that nothing, nothing will change his will. Nothing can change what he's going to do. He'll do what he won't do. He won't do. And it's already set in stone, predestined to take place and to come to pass. And they don't believe that fasting does anything except change maybe your heart in relation to God. But no, fasting and prayer unlock the supernatural. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. So I wanted to show you some of those things. Um, Number one, the first thing that you need to know that the Bible says is that fasting uh, and prayer, specifically prayer, unlocks uh, great power makes power available. And I'll read you that from uh, James chapter five. When you pray, when you fast, the Bible says it makes much power available. Makes a lot of power available. Let me read that. The Bible says in James chapter five and verse 16, therefore confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. Look at that. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. So you could easily say that if you didn't pray, then that great power that's in your prayer and prayer and fasting as well would not be at work. Isn't that right? If you did, if you chose not to pray, then that great power would not be working. That's the whole point of the scripture. He said, uh, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. So what if the righteous chose not to pray? Then there's no power made available to work on our behalf or behind the scenes, right? So when you pray, I want you to know this right off the bat, number one, as you're spending this time in prayer and fasting, it is making a power available or it, your prayers have great power as they work. You're not just saying words. You're not just engaged in religious discipline. You are releasing power as the prayers that you've prayed are doing the work. Well, what does that mean? That means that the, the prayers of righteous people have power attached to them that actually goes out and does work. That means your prayers are working. Glory to God. That ought to make you shout. 
Put that in the comments. My prayers are working. My prayers are working. They absolutely are. They absolutely are. My prayers are working. And they have great power as they're working. That's a powerful thought, man. Don't ever look at your prayers again and say, I hope God hears them. No, no. He not only hears them. He not only hears them. They are packed with power and they're working. God not only hears your prayers. They are packed with power and they're working on your behalf. That's, that's important to know. Because, I mean, there are people that wonder, you know, is God, is God really hearing my prayers? Is God really listening when I pray? I've had Christians ask me that. Well, you know, Brother Ted, I don't even know if God hears me when I pray. Let me give you a scripture that'll show you he is listening to you. Uh, it's found in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12. This will encourage your spirit. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. Glory to God. So if you're the righteous, be encouraged. His eyes are on you and his ears are open to your prayer. Thank you, Jesus. His ears are open to your prayer, not just any, yours, yours. So don't ever ask again. Oh, I don't even know sometimes if God even hears my prayers. Oh, that scripture tells you he hears every one of them. And James 5 tells us your prayers have power as they're working. You know, one of the greatest tricks of the devil is to try to stop or prevent believers from engaging in prayer. Try to stop or prevent believers from engaging in prayer. To get too busy to pray. To get pr too preoccupied to pray. To get too carnal to pray. Why? Because your prayers carry great power and the devil does not want that at work. Not only do you put those two things together, not only do your prayers carry power, God hears them and your prayers are working. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what's interesting to me. When, um, when Dr. Cho, of course, building the largest church ever, a million, over a million members, Yoido Full Gospel Church, Seoul, Korea. When Dr. Cho was building that church, pastor uh, by the name of Bob Rogers was there um, in Korea at the church and got a chance to speak to, uh, Dr. Cho's mother-in-law and, uh, her name was Madam Che. And Dr. Bob said, uh, you know, what's the secret? What's the secret to the church growth that you guys have? What, what, you know, thinking that we, there'd be some tips. You know what she said, Madam Che? She said, we fast, 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 and we pray, pray, pray. That was her answer. He said, what's the secret? What's the secret to your church growth? We fast, 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 and we pray, pray, pray. That's what, that was exactly, you know, maybe expecting to hear some kind of a deep answer or some kind of these, you know, principles, you know, numbered principles maybe. But no, she said, we fast, 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 and we pray, pray, pray. And God gave them souls and God gave them growth. God gave them an impact in that nation. Amen. Why? Because when you pray, it's powerful and it's working. Powerful and it's working. I want to read you this. You say, well, what about the early church? Didn't they explode in growth? They absolutely did. 
and Luke chronicled how they grew so fast. And it's found in Acts chapter 2. If you want to make a note of this, you can go down and look at it later. But it starts in verse 42 of Acts 2. And this is what Luke chronicled, how the church was growing so fast in the New Testament. The Bible says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, number one. So that's the word of God. They devoted themselves to the word of God and the fellowship. So they they never stopped fellowshipping together. And look at this, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So doctrine from the word of God, uh, fellowship with one another, the Lord's supper, communion, and prayer. Hallelujah, and prayer. And so I want you to see this. Uh, And there's more things that I would list there, but I wanted to point that one verse out to you to show you that the early church, one of the major things, hey, Shanna, one of the major things that brought them into overwhelming success and growth and momentum is that they continued daily in prayer. You know how I know they did it daily? Because the very next chapter, chapter three of Acts, tells us this, that they were on their way up to the temple at the hour of prayer, at the hour of prayer. So they were up at the temple praying every day. We know it was a church of prayer and God hears it and it makes power available. So expect, not just this year, beyond, that as you're fasting, as you're praying, your powerful prayers are at work and will bring things to pass. Will bring things to pass, that's number one. Number two, and I wanted you, I wanted you, well, let me, let me just include this, okay? Very interesting to me, that when Jesus was called or separated into the ministry, right, he goes and is baptized in the Jordan River by John. And the Bible says in Luke chapter uh, four, after his baptism, he's filled with the Holy Ghost. Luke chapter four and verse one tells us that Jesus was led into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. Let me read that to you. Luke 4.1, and Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. So Jesus had already been filled with the Holy Ghost. But where is he headed? Into the wilderness to do what? Fast and pray. Fast and pray. We're talking about making power available. Making power available. And look down to verse 14. After all the fasting was done, after he overcame every temptation of the devil, the 14th verse says this, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. Huh. And a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. See, and so his miracles didn't even begin until that. So fasting and prayer, Jesus was, he went from being full of the spirit to filled with the power of the spirit, right? He returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. So one of the things that happens is that it's a release of power in your own personal life. In your own personal life, you say, why is that the case? It's because as I taught last night, your flesh is at war with your spirit. And if you get that yourself into that place where the flesh is subjected, you now have the ability to release the power that is already in your spirit. One of the greatest resistances that you'll ever have to the spirit of God moving is your flesh. Amen. 
has to be put under to release the anointing of God. Number two, second thing that is released by that kind of uh, prayer and, and, and that kind of dedication to God like we're doing right now is healing. Number two, it is healing, glory, healing power, healing power. The Bible says, is there any sick among you? Again, James 5, 14 and 15. Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church who will anoint them with oil and the prayer, there it is, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So there it is. Number two, the second thing that is released through your dedication to God is healing power. Healing power begins to manifest. Of course, if you study Isaiah 58, God's chosen fast, he said, this is the fast that I have chosen. And you go to the, uh, when God says, when you start fasting the way that I'm asking you to fast, see, here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you do all these other dedications to God, if you're doing everything else wrong, right? He said, I want you to let the oppressed go free. I want you to undo heavy burdens, right? I want you to, I want you to actually do the things. I want you to uh, treat people right. I want you to do, I want you to do the things I've been asking you to do. Don't bring me a fast and a prayer when you're not even doing the things that I've asked you to do properly. I said, but when you do start doing it the way that I've chosen, he said, you know what'll happen? He said, then your light will break forth like the morning. You know what he said? And your healing will spring forth speedily. Your healing will spring forth speedily. When you fast, when you pray, when you seek God's face, one of the things that's released, healing virtue, healing power. Hallelujah. Whoo, glory to God. Glory to God. Can I tell you? I was praying early in my ministry and, and I said, Lord, I'm really believing you. I want to see more miracles, signs, wonders in our meetings. I want to see people changed by your power. And literally, you've heard me say this before. The Lord said to me, you've gone as far as you can go at your current level of prayer. And so I didn't get mad. I just started praying more. And in fact, I started fasting and praying. And I went on a 21-day fast. And so we were headed to a meeting that was taking place directly after the fast was coming to an end. And the first meeting we had uh, after that was in Canada. And one night they brought a young boy up through the prayer line. In fact, it was his mother's first time in church ever in her life. She brought her son who was blind in one eye. And uh, she, she just heard me say, we're gonna pray for those that need miracles and God's gonna touch them. She, she didn't doubt it at all. In fact, she was the one that ran down into the children's church, grabbed her son and brought him up and cut everybody off in line. I mean, they were already lined up around the church. She didn't understand that you're supposed to wait in the back of the line. She came right to the front and cut everybody off and said, pray for my son first. And I said, sure, what's wrong with him? And she said, he's blind in one eye. And I laid my hands on his eye. I felt compassion hit me. First person that needed a miracle I prayed for after this time of fasting and prayer. And I said, oh Lord, open his eye. Let him be able to see. And I commanded that eye to come open. And when I took my hand off of his eye, he shouted, I can see you. His mother collapsed to the ground and began to cry and thank God. And he could see perfectly out of that eye. They told me the next day he went to school without even his glasses on that his other eye even received a touch. And he was showing everybody that Jesus had healed him. Jesus had touched him. 
And uh, it was it was amazing to me that before we weren't seeing breakthroughs in healing, breakthroughs in miracles. But can I tell you, when I began to fast and pray, things started breaking loose because it puts the flesh under and it's you diligently seeking God. And then God begins to do the work. God begins to do the work. And healing is released as you fast and as you pray. Now, there are many ways you can receive healing. It, you, know, you know that by reading the Bible. There's not just one way to receive healing. Not just one way. You can lay hands on people to receive it. You can speak the word to people to receive it. You, it can happen as you're praising God. There's many ways. You can put a prayer cloth on somebody. You can anoint them with oil. I mean, there's many ways to receive what God has for you. But can I tell you, I have watched over the years and before I was born, I go back and watch old preachers. All of the ministers that I've watched that operate in an anointing to heal the sick, and I'm talking about they have many people healed in their meetings and crusades. These are men of prayer and many of them, and fasting, prayer and fasting. People that I've seen, miracle working people, that God's anointed to do the work. They're people of prayer and fasting. It never fails. You go back through, through church history, people of prayer and fasting that are not satisfied with the way things are, that are pressing in to see God change hearts and lives. So number two, healing. Another thing you should expect is deliverance. Deliverance. When you see God like this, expect number three, deliverances to take place. Expect it. Expect it. The more you press in, why, why do I say that? Well, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3 17, now the Lord is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom. You ever wondered why there's many Christians that seem to live in breakthrough? And then there's other Christians that seem to live in turmoil, issue after issue, problem after problem, crisis after crisis. And you're like, don't they serve the same Lord? Yes. Don't they have the same God with the same miracle working power? Yes. So why do some seem to live in constant breakthrough while others seem to live crisis to crisis? Well, even though there's more than one reason for that, many of them, it's because they have a lack of biblical knowledge. God said, even the Old Testament, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. In the New Testament, John 8, 32, the Bible says, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You can't be set free by a truth you don't know. But one of the other reasons is people refuse to seek God and his presence in prayer and in fasting sometimes. And you've got to do it. Jesus didn't say if you fast and if you pray in Matthew 6. He said when you fast and when you pray. He expected it. He expected of his disciples. But when you begin to fast and pray, deliverance comes. Deliverance comes. Chains are broken. Literally, as Paul and Silas just began to pray and praise God, the Bible says that God shook their prison. And their prison door and everybody else's prison door came open. Every chain fell off and they were totally free. Totally free. Freedom comes. Why? Because you've got to pursue the presence of God. You've got to activate the presence of God. You know, it's interesting. You say, well, what's in his presence? Well, I know joy's in his presence. I know peace is in his presence. I want to teach you a lesson right here that a lot of people won't talk about this, but I want to share it with you. Number one, 
There's people that if they would argue with this, they would say, well, you know, God's everywhere. His pre- you, you preachers always are preaching that, you know, you got to get in his presence, but he's omnipresent. He's everywhere. Yes. But just because God is everywhere does not mean that people are activating or benefiting from his presence. See, because if you benefit from his presence, if you activate his presence, you will benefit from what comes with his presence. Peace, joy, deliverance, healing, all those things, all things we're talking about. However, there are many who, though he's there, they carry on through their life as though he's not there. What's up, John in New Jersey? Glad you're on. They keep living their life as though he's not there. You can't benefit from his presence by ignoring him. You have to benefit from his presence by what? Diligently seeking him. The Bible says that uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And they that come to God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those that what? Diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Diligent seeking brings the rewards. Notice they're not for everybody. They're for those who diligently seek. That's what we're doing as we fast and pray. So expect deliverance to come. Expect breakthroughs in that area. Expect addictions to be broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's one we discussed a little bit last night because it's a type of prayer, but it's one of the benefits that comes from fasting and prayer. Direction. Pop that in. Number four, direction comes. Direction comes. That's, that is a major benefit of fasting and prayer. God will show you where to go and what to do. He'll show you how to respond. He'll show you what to get ready. All those things. Do you know that God has access to divine secrets? Did you know that? God has access to divine secrets. Yeah, he knows the future. So he knows what's going to come to pass. It's a secret. But he can show you. He can tell you. Glory to God. He can show you. Back in 2019 on our New Year's Eve service, as our pastor was preaching, we didn't know what was coming in 2020, but he spoke by the Spirit and said, uh, when we get to March and all hell breaks loose, don't lose faith. You didn't do anything wrong. Keep pressing in. Keep your faith. Everybody was looking at each other like, what's he talking about when we get to, now this was December 31st of 2019. He said, well, I'm sure everybody was thinking, what, what's he talking about when we get to March and all hell breaks loose? You know, what, what, what are we talking about here? And then we get to March and all hell broke loose. I was in the middle of a revival uh, when the lockdown began and, and we, all that stuff happened. Well, we didn't know it was coming, but the Lord knew, didn't he? The Lord knew and he was warning us ahead of time, letting us know ahead of time. And the Lord will show you why. He has access, because he's omniscient, to divine secrets about the future. Did you know that, that very thing for his ministry? I'll read it to you. Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3. This is what the Lord said to Jeremiah. He said, call to me and I'll answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you've not known. Look at that. Great and hidden things that you've not known. I share this story, but 
the Lord spoke to Brother Hagin years ago, years ago, and woke him up in the middle of a sleep and started telling him what was going, what was going to happen in the future. He said, and he pulled out a, a pen and a pad and he started writing it down. And the Lord said, there's a financial recession coming to America, but if you'll make these changes in your ministry, it'll come, but you won't feel any of it. Now think about this. God's relaying to him divine secrets about the future. He didn't know. Nobody else could have told him, but the Lord knew it was coming. And so he wrote it down. The Lord said, do this, 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 and this. Gave him instructions. He went in that day and started making those changes in his ministry. And sure enough, he tells in one of his books that the recession came to America and it affected everybody and affected other even ministries and preachers. He said, but it never affected us one time. He said, in fact, during that recession is when all of the cash came into our ministry and we built the entire Bible school campus, uh, not taking out a lot, but cash in the midst of a recession. He said other ministries were pulling back, were going off television, going off radio, downsizing their ministries. He said, we never did any of that. We grew in the midst of a recession. How did that happen? How do you grow in the midst of a recession? Divine wisdom and secrets about the future. Glory to God. Divine wisdom and secrets about the future. You don't know any of that. You don't know any of that unless the Holy Ghost speaks to you. But you got to get in his presence. You got to hear his voice. You got to dull the flesh and you got to press in. And as you do, just like David prayed in 1 Samuel 30, like I showed you last night, God will give you direction. God will show you what's to come. Hallelujah. God will show you what's to come. Can I, I tell you another thing that'll happen that you should expect? This keeps you moving forward uh, in strength is personal refreshing. That's number five, personal refreshing. As you fast and pray, expect to be personally refreshed, especially when you're praying in tongues, especially I'm talking about encouraged in the Lord. You say, what do you mean refreshed? I mean to be totally encouraged in the Lord. We've got, you know, almost 120 people watching. Let me, let me ask a question for those of you that are watching live and you can answer me with a, a hand up in the comments. Um, and if you're watching the replay, just put me, just put, that's me in the comments. Um, how many of you have spent time praying in the Holy Spirit and as you're doing it, you immediately get stirred up? And when I'm, you know what I mean when I say stirred up, you start getting excited, you start getting encouraged. You start feeling that faith bubble up. How many have had that happen? Put a hand up in the comments if that's you, that when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you start feeling that, uh, that stirring in your spirit. You start feeling encouraged in the Lord. Well, that's one of the side effects of praying in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse four tells us that one who prays in a tongue edifies or encourages himself in the Lord. Well, of course, it's one of the things that happens when we pray in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20 tells us that as well, that you, you beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So it, it builds you up. It gets you, it gets you stirred up. It gets you encouraged. It builds up your faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we're spending these times pressing into the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Get ready for your spirit to be refreshed. Get ready to be encouraged. Get ready to go to another level. Hallelujah. I love Susie in West Falloon up in Maine. I see you in the comments. Get ready to go to another level. Get ready for Mars Hill Church to go to another level in Jesus' name. Get ready. Get ready for the power of God to sweep through our homes and our families and our businesses and ministries and churches. Get ready. You can encourage yourself. Expect it. Don't expect to go up and down. Don't expect to be depressed for a couple weeks and okay a couple weeks and, and anxious for a couple weeks. And don't expect roller coaster Christianity. Expect to go up, 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 up from grace unto grace, from faith unto faith, from glory unto glory, from victory unto victory, from favor unto favor, level to level to level to level to level. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. Colleen said, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit this morning at the altar. Praise the name of Jesus. De Denise and Glenn Karam, they said, we're ready. They're ready. Going to another level. And part of that is the personal refreshing that takes place. As you seek the face of God, expect it nonstop. That's it, Susie, nonstop. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As you press in. Well, what are we at? Number six, protection. Protection. Expect that. Oh, yeah, Facebook users said reading 12 chapters a day of scripture is extremely encouraging. You better believe it. When you read the word of God, it puts so much into you, you can't even define it all. I can define some of the aspects. Builds your faith, brings healing to your body, prosperity to the work of your hands. It brings peace to your mind, joy to your spirit. And there's so many things I could list, but there are ways I'm sure we don't even know because the word is eternal. The word's beyond our full understanding with finite minds. But number six, expect protection. Hallelujah. Don't expect any evil thing to befall you in 2023. Expect a hedge of protection around yourself. Not just yourself, but even the, the things that are yours. Glory to God. Even your own possessions. Hallelujah. Even your own possessions. Expect God to protect your home, your vehicles. All your finances, your business, expect it, expect it. It's protection. Amen. Oh, of course the devil wants to destroy the things that you have, destroy your body, destroy your children, destroy your mind. Of course. But when you press into God, when you pray, divine protection is released. Divine protection is released. I was reading a a passage about that. I don't know if I can find it again because um, I don't have the, the reference right in front of me. But one of the things that, um, that stirred me up when I was reading it was that they were going to ask God for protection and did not want to ask uh, the king. So why, why wouldn't you want to ask the king for protection? Well, because they had already bragged on God. And as they were bragging on God, they said, well, we would feel stupid if we took that much time to brag on God and then ask someone else for help. And I totally understand that. I totally get that. You're going to sit around 
and tell everybody how great God is and then ask them for help? Thank you, Kenneth. I appreciate that. It's in Ezra chapter 8. Ezra chapter 8, verses 21 through 23. That's what I was referencing. Listen to this. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahava that we might humble ourselves before the Lord our God to seek him, to seek from him a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and all of our goods. So notice that's what I was referencing a moment ago. God won't just protect you and your children. He'll protect your goods. He'll protect your goods. Tanya's given a testimony during a fast two years ago in June, God protected me and my son from gunfire between two gangs in Louisville, Kentucky. Look at that. Protected from gunfire between two gangs violently coming after each other. It's not your story to be destroyed in a gunfight. But look at this. Ezra said, uh, they were asking God to, for a safe journey for ourselves, our children, and all our goods. Verse 22, for I was ashamed to ask the king for a band of soldiers and horsemen to protect us against the enemy on our way, since we had told the king, the hand of our God is for good on all who seek him, and the power of his wrath is against all who forsake him. Now look at verse 23. So we fasted and implored our God for this, and he listened to our entreaty, or listened to our prayers, and did what he asked him, what they asked him protected them, their children, and their goods. So what was this side effect, this benefit of fasting and prayer? Protection. Protection. Well, can't you do the same? Don't you believe you can do the same? Why in the world would God be willing to protect his Old Testament people who didn't even have Jesus, that didn't have the blood covenant that we have with the risen Savior, that did not have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of them. They were not the temple of the Holy Ghost, but we are. And you're telling me that God would listen to them as they fast and pray and ask for protection, but he wouldn't do it for us? Of course he will. Of course he will. And we need to pray and believe that. B- believe for protection for the rest of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. Well, what's something else you should believe for? Divine peace. Divine peace, number seven, divine peace. I'm gonna give you two more. Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. You ought to, and I can't tell you how many people need this today. Listen to this, Sean Griffin. I got locked up prison with a life sentence in Maryland when I was 18. Had an encounter with Jesus fasted once a week for eight years, and God miraculously delivered me. Wow. What a testimony. What a testimony. Divine peace belongs to you. Divine peace belongs to you. This is something, and you know as well as I do, how this is sweeping through our nation. Anxiety attacks, panic attacks, spirit of heaviness, depression, suicidal thoughts. People need peace. And I'm talking Christians. I'm talking Christians. 
the world outside of their covenant with Christ. They don't have a covenant with Jesus. They're not entitled to peace that passes all understanding. That's for us. That's for us. Let me, let me read this to you. Uh, Philippians four and verse six and seven, Philippians four, six and seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will do what guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There it is. Pete, when you begin to pray, that's what this is saying here. Let your request be made known unto God. Pray. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. As we fast and as we pray, there's peace in his presence that's made available to us. You can sleep like a baby. The Bible says in Psalm 127 and verse 2, he gives his loved ones rest, gives his beloved rest. I'm not called to have insomnia. I'm not called to have problems sleeping. I sleep soundly. I sleep soundly. My family sleeps soundly. The only thing allowed in our house is peace. No turmoil, no, no, no fear, no night terrors, no nightmares. We have peace that passes all understanding. As a result, you know why? We pray, about, pray for it every night and thank God for it. Thank you, Lord. We have peace in our minds. We thank you. We will have peaceful sleep with peaceful dreams in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. That's my kid's story in Jesus' name. Peace. Peace. And it's your story, too. And as you pray, as you seek God's face, the Bible says, not just any peace, peace that goes beyond natural understanding. Peace when you didn't even know you could have peace. <laughs> In the midst of turmoil and attacks from the enemy, you can still have peace. And like Peter, who was arrested, stuck between two guards and probably going to be executed the next day, he's sleeping like a baby when the angel comes to break him out of prison. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, let me give you the final one before we pray. Matthew 26. Prayer, fasting, releases to you an empowerment, get this, an empowerment to live holy lives. Joan is watching from Ireland. We're so glad to have you on. So glad to have you. Glory to God. You know what's interesting is uh, we've had people that have been watching, and of course we have uh, friends overseas, but um, this, this is the first year that our book on fasting reached Ireland. I got a message from a pastor friend of ours and they're reading it in Ireland. And I'm happy about that. I'm gonna meet with him in just a few days. He's coming to the States. But uh, the fasting book has reached Ireland. And we've got believers fasting and praying in Ireland, believing God for revival. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you that are, that are coming in late, you have to go back and watch through these. But number eight, and this is the final one, uh, fasting and pr- prayer releases to you an empowerment to live a holy life. 
And that's a powerful thing, and I'll explain why in a second. <clears throat> but look at what Jesus said in Matthew 26, um, 41. Woke his disciples up and said to them, Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So what, what, is, what is he telling them? He's saying that if you refuse to pray, if you refuse to pray, then your flesh can take over. And the, though the spirit is willing to please God, the flesh will take over because it's weak to fall into temptation. So watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. So fasting and prayer empower you to live a holy life. They empower you to live a holy life. What does that do? It unlocks every blessing that God has. Living a holy, consecrated life unlocks every blessing that God has. Did you know the Bible says in Psalm 84 and verse 11 that God will not hold any good thing back from those that walk uprightly? Not any good thing. Did you know the Bible says in Isaiah 1, verse 19, if you're willing and obedient, that's holiness, you'll eat the good of the land. Did you know Matthew 6, said, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be added unto you. Did you know that Job 36, 11 said, if my children would just obey and serve me, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. What's unlocking all these things? Holiness, a consecrated, set-apart lifestyle. Did you know that Psalm 1 said that if you would not stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but delight yourself in the law of the Lord, you'll be like a tree planted by the water that bears fruit in its season. Its leaves will never wither and you'll prosper in all you do. All you do. In all you do, what's the key there? Holiness, a consecrated, set-apart lifestyle. Thank you, Jesus. You say, that doesn't just come uh, automatically. you got to make sure. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I put my body under on a daily basis so that after having preached to others, I myself will not become disqualified. So see, you have to make a choice to put that body under. And what gives you the empowerment to do it? According to Jesus, pray. And I would add to that, fast and pray. Fasting takes that flesh and brings it down low. Glory to God. Fasting takes the flesh, brings it down low. As my father said, fasting is your ally in the battle against your flesh. Fasting is your ally in the battle against the flesh, no question about it. And so I'm encouraging you because these things, expect them. This is what your fasting's unlocking. And if you missed the whole broadcast, go back to the beginning. Watch from the beginning, this will help you. This is what your fasting and prayer are unlocking in your life. You're not gonna be like other people. You're not gonna go from crisis to crisis. You're not gonna be somebody that's always living in mediocrity. Not the people who are diligent and faithful, no. No, no, no. God will grab you by his mighty right hand and lift you head and shoulders above the rest. Head and shoulders. You know, I, was, I said that one time on the broadcast and some religious Christian got on, brother, I hope you're not talking about 
being lifted head and shoulders above my brothers and sisters in Christ. I am talking about that because you can't have a brain and look across the body of Christ and think that God is blessing the extremely diligent in the kingdom in the same way and at the same level as he's blessing those that are cold and those that are on the verge of being apostate, those that are on the verge of uh, uh, walking away from the faith. You can't tell me that God's blessing the faithful with the disinterested at the same level. And so it's obvious that there are going to be people in the body of Christ that are disinterested in the word, disinterested in prayer, disinterested in fasting, disinterested in giving, disinterested in faithfulness to church. Don't tell me that if I'm standing next to somebody that's disinterested in all those things, but I'm reading my Bible every day, I'm praying every day, I'm going to church every time the doors are open, I'm giving like I've never given before, I'm winning souls like I've never won souls. Don't tell me that God's gonna bless them at the same level he's blessing me. And it's not a competition. I get that. It's not a competition. But when I, when I say God's going to grab hold of you and lift you up head and shoulders above the rest, don't be surprised when your life is on another level from believers that are lukewarm. Don't be surprised when other people look at you and say, I don't understand how all that's happening for you. I understand because God blesses faithfulness and diligence. So you know what? I, I, I have no issue with that. I look into the camera and say, LFG. You know what that means? Let faithfulness grow. Amen. God blesses faithfulness. God blesses faithfulness. I think you need to put in the comments, LFG, all caps. LFG. Let faithfulness grow. Amen. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. <laughs> That's right. God blesses faithfulness. He blesses diligence. So let faithfulness grow in your life. That's it. That's it. It's worthy of a screenshot, Tiff. Let faithfulness grow. Let faithfulness grow. The, the funny thing to me is like all of the women that are typing that in have no idea that they're letting faithfulness grow. New shirt idea. Caitlin the Valley said, new shirt idea. I'm not against it. Not against it. <laughs> and it's true. The Bible says in, in Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, promotion does not come from the east or the west or the south, but promotion comes from the Lord. He alone decides who will rise and who will fall. He alone decides who will rise and who will fall. It's God that decides. It's God that grabs you. It's God that lifts you up. Not a man, not a corporation, not a government, not the culture, not connections. It's God. That's why, you know what's so awesome is that that's why it's so encouraging that it doesn't matter if the government's against you in some nation where they don't even have a democracy and they're living under some kind of a regime doesn't matter if the government backs you up. Doesn't matter if corporations back you. Doesn't matter if the culture's for you. Doesn't matter. None of that matters if God's for you. Because if God is for you, tell me who can be against you. Nobody. Nobody. Amen. So, Father, we thank you right now that our faithfulness is producing breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough 
in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you that our fruit in 2023 is going to be the most uncommon and unprecedented fruit we've ever seen in the kingdom of God. We come to you tonight with great expectation and great faith that your word is always good, that your integrity is intact, that you will do what you said you would do. Father, we come to you tonight and we ask you to let us produce fruit like we never have. Let this be the year that we are empowered to be set apart unto you like we've never been set apart. Lord, we're going to be more diligent than we've ever been. We're going to press in like we never have. And the promise is that you will reward those who diligently seek you. So Lord, let every one of us be diligent seekers of your word, of your presence and your power. Let us be found faithful in your sight. When your eyes that search the earth, they are fully and diligently searching the earth to find people whose hearts are loyal and faithful to you. Let us be the first ones you see, the victory tribe in Jesus' name. And we thank you that as you find us, your word declares that you will show yourself strong and mighty on our behalf in the wonderful name of Jesus. You will show yourself strong and mighty on our behalf. And we know, Lord, that when you show yourself strong and mighty, then it will be something so evident, so clear that nobody will ever be able to ignore your goodness. They won't be able to sweep it under the rug. They won't be able to disregard it as a coincidence. No, they'll not be able to do that because when you show yourself strong and mighty, amazing things happen. Seas part, walls come down, angels are dispatched, supernatural things happen, the dead are raised, Blind eyes come open. We thank you that you allow manna from heaven to appear. You can blow your breath in one blow. You can blow in millions of quail to feed the children of Israel in the middle of a desert, to feed four million people in the desert. You can do it, Lord, by your power. We know that when you start to show yourself strong and mighty, it will be so evident that even sinners will have to declare, yes, God did that. God did that. And that's going to be our story in 2023. And we'll be able to say it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. It is the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Glory to God. It is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. We thank you for that. We give you praise for what's taking place in our ministries and businesses and families. We thank you that your churches across this nation will grow exponentially in 2023. Strengthen your pastors. Strengthen every apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher that's working on behalf of the kingdom. Lord, strengthen their bodies. Sharpen their minds. I pray that you'd give them fresh revelation. I pray that you'd send financial increase to every one of those faithful ministries. I pray, Lord, that not only would souls come into the kingdom, but disciples would be formed. I thank you that healings will take place. Miracles, signs, and wonders will mark our lives by the power of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for revival that's sweeping through America. Blow your breath from heaven and let revival touch every one of the 50 states, every minor outlying territory. Touch Europe, Lord. Touch Asia. Touch Africa. Touch the islands of the Caribbean. 
by the power of your spirit. We thank you for that. I pray you touch Australia. Let every one of those evil restrictions be fully and forever lifted. Let the power of the Holy Ghost hit the churches throughout Australia in Jesus' mighty name. And let it be a marked difference, a quick and marked difference in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you promised us you are sending faithful people that would join themselves to Miracle Word Church and Miracle Word Ministries in 2023. And so, Lord, we thank you that they're coming from every direction. They're coming from within the United States and outside of the United States. We thank you, Lord, that partners are being joined to this ministry. People that are believing for a move of God before Jesus comes back. We thank you, Lord, that you're putting together an army of hungry people that will not be satisfied with the status quo in Jesus' name, that will not be satisfied by the way things are going in America and around the world. But before Jesus comes, we will step up by faith and declare, God, have your way through us in this earth in these final moments of time. And Lord, as you move, as you manifest your presence, you'll get all the praise and the glory and the honor for the things you're doing. Now I pray for those that are watching, those that are battling sickness in their body. Touch them tonight, Lord. We release healing virtue by the power of God. In Jesus' name, touch your people supernaturally. Those that are battling in their mind, let them sleep soundly tonight with peace that guards their hearts and minds. I take authority over depression, anxiety, and fear, suicidal thoughts. It must go. Restore marriages, Lord. Restore marriages, we ask you. I pray that you bring husbands home, bring wives home. Restore relationships with children. Bring the children back to the parents and the hearts of the parents back to the children. Restore that relationship with grandchildren. We thank you, Lord. They're coming back. Families are being restored in Jesus' name. Lord, for those that are believing for financial breakthrough, put a seed in their hand. And as they sow that seed, a harvest will come back that'll be more than what they need, more than enough in Jesus' wonderful name. We thank you for it. We give you praise for it in Jesus' wonderful name. If you believe it, shout amen and throw some fire up in the comment section if you believe God with me. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.